Welcome to the podcast formerly known as the Rebel Fitness Podcast. It is Wednesday, March 9th, 2016. It's 107 p.m. This is episode number 30, and I'm Robbie. And I'm Cindy. And we are going to start putting the podcast on YouTube instead of just iTunes. So we're going to film it as well. And I'm not sure if I'm still in the frame, but I think I am. Um, <laughs> you sure you don't want to check? I, w- I will in a second. If you're, if this is your first time listening or a first time watching and you're on YouTube, welcome. We have 29 other episodes you can check out where we talk about various life things. I guess you could categorize this as a self-help podcast. Well, it's not really self-help because there's other people helping you. Yeah. But. All self-help is like that, though. (laughs) (laughs) That is the general category. So we actually need a good name for the podcast. So if you have any good ideas, please let us know. Otherwise, let's get right to it. First of all, we've taken two weeks off. Anything special or interesting that's been going on in your life? Uh, yeah, I, I would just like to apologize for having taken that much time off. Part of it, it was that I was sick, and part, we just got so overwhelmed with stuff. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No. Yeah. Okay. Anything special? Uh, I did get to spend some days with my grandsons again, which was really <laughs> quite fun. Um, and yeah, that's probably the funnest thing. Uh, for me, nothing in particular, and we didn't decide on a topic today. We didn't. So I will just tell you what something that I am going to be doing in the very near future, as in today, <laughs> which is I want to start putting aside money for my expenses. My plan was to have my entire 2017 expenses ready to go by the end of this year. So like by the end of this year... I will have enough money set aside and like just ready to go and that I will not touch that are for things like rent, health insurance, gas insurance, and or not gas insurance, car insurance, and uh, like three to four to five hundred dollars for food every month. And uh, I don't know exactly how I'm going to accomplish that, but I was thinking I have enough money right now that I can put aside maybe four months of living expenses just and get those out of the way because I think that would be really great to just totally take off your entire like can you imagine that if you had your all of your living expenses just paid for for an entire year like maybe even paying them ahead of time might even be a good idea you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. just send your insurance company like okay here's the next 12 months of premiums here's 12 months premiums for you give your landlord here's a year's rent boom that would be incredible because then for the next year, any money you have can just be used on anything you want because the things that you have to have are taken care of for the next year. Unless, of course, you want to do it every year. Then during that year, you still have to save that to have it ready for the next year. Oh, <laughs> it's always the catch. Always that catch. But basically just that. Why, are, why is it that you want to do that? I mean, what is it other than it sounds like it would be freeing for you because i can't save money like when i have money in my account i'm gonna spend it ah because there's lots of things i like buying and i've tried to just not buy things before but it doesn't really work well you were talking uh, recently about how deciding how whether to buy something whether to spend that money you've been trying to categorize it or um right and analyze it in terms of your freedom right how's how's that working out no that's it's a great thought to have but i mean that's like me saying like i'm gonna start i'm when i decide whether i'm gonna go to bed or not i'm gonna look at how am i gonna feel tomorrow that's a great way to look at it and a great question to ask but it still can't actually change behavior To change behavior, I feel like sometimes you have to force your hand. There's sometimes you can just change the behavior, but there's other times where you have to take the choice out of it. So if I paid my rent a year in advance, the choice is gone. That money is gone. But my rent is assured. Yeah. So like my living space is assured. That's what I wanted. But I take the choice out of it. So like instead of, "Mm, am I going to pay my rent this month or am I going to buy video games? It's just, no, the rent's paid for. So there is no money to pay for video games. Okay, that makes sense. sense. Well, and I do think that there is some of that. uh, It's not always the best way to make behavioral changes. Some of it, 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 there's lots of, and we've talked about lots of them, but I do think there is uh, a good element of using force. 
like brute force, yeah. which we just we we know that it, it it works because while the house was up for sale, we kept it clean. Oh yeah. You know, the dishes were done after every meal, and we've done pretty well until this week. Um, this week we've gotten a little bit behind, and for the same reason we got right behind on the podcast. But brute force forced us to do something we've not been able to do ever. Well, sticking to things, I think, is a very interesting thing, especially as like, I, I don't know if it's just our culture in general, but there's a very big like people want to make things happen. They just can't stick to it. Like that's like our big problem, like as far as like getting things done and like people have all these all sorts of goals that they want in life and they're like let the the topic of whether you should even have goals or not like that's kind of separate but let's just assume for a second yes people love making goals making goals is a good thing let's think about that for a second how come people can't stick to it like what are the different reasons for not being able to stick to something and i think it all well go ahead no 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 go ahead i think it all boils down to is like energy and what you get out of it yeah and distractions and i think there's a myriad of factors that go into it but you know i just was going uh, i found an article and i shared it with the the premium members at the studio um last night in fact that one of the things is that there's part of your brain in your reward center that when you set a goal just the fact of setting it ha- gives you a sense of of accomplishment and pleasure you know you're rewarded for having set that goal and as you're going along your motivation is not quite as high as it was when you set the goal because you've already been rewarded by having set the goal it's just like making a decision whether it's the right decision or the wrong decision making it changes your brain function so i i think that's part of the reason is because you you are motivated and and that that jolt of endorphins and other stuff that you get from any kind of accomplishment dissipates it gets metabolized it's gone and we've we've talked about this a lot in in the podcast in the past and that is that whatever it is that you're trying to do you have to refuel you have to have something that continually pumps it pumps it back into you we are not a it, it, under no circumstances are we, okay, I'm going to get here and stay here. That, that, that just doesn't happen. That's not how we are. We either get bored, we run out of energy, or we get distracted. Um, but we're constantly changing. And, and the goal when you, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> the, the hope is that when you set a goal, that while you don't have a straight line going to it, instead you have... You know, you're up and you come down a little, you go up, you come down. It's it's this kind of thing. And I, I think where brute force sometimes comes into into play is in when you're in a trough that you've got it brute oh, force. No, here's my thing up. is that if you set a goal and you're having a hard time completing it, you got to examine what is the reason that you're setting that goal. So, for example, I set my, I guess it's a goal. It's not really a goal, but I do a daily vlog every day and I, th- there's pretty much nothing that I can think of off the top of my head that would prevent me from doing that every day. Like now, it's something I enjoy doing so much and I get so much satisfaction out of it that not doing it would be weirder than doing it by far. So I love doing it. I get so much reward out of it. Accomplishing that goal is like eating cake, literally. Mm-hmm. It's like just that same sort of pleasure uh, response, you know? And I think that something like keeping the kitchen clean. Why exactly do we want the kitchen to be clean? You know, like if it's just something as like trivial as I like it to look nice, there's no way you're going to stick with it. If you really like it looking nice, like it's like, I just love this kitchen looking nice so much. Every single time that you clean the kitchen, you will get that reward of, oh man, I'm so glad I, or, or. Okay. <laughs> or if you really enjoy doing dishes, then you'll get the intrinsic reward of I love doing dishes. So I get the extrinsic reward of it looking nice afterwards. But if you don't have like a really either a really strong intrinsic reward, which is the act of doing it itself, or the feeling you get after it's done, 
which is the extrinsic reward, like, you know, like a, a gold star. <laughs> if you don't get one of those two things, I don't think you can stick to a goal unless you do brute force. Like brute force is for things specifically like that. Well, I think you're right. For me, and I'm just going to use the, the dishes for one. First of all, I don't like doing dishes. Yeah. Um, and I do like how it looks when it's finished. But more than that, I like when I leave and I come back and I want to cook and it's clean. Okay, so that's the motivation killer, I think. I think the motivation killer is as soon as somebody drops the ball and the kitchen's not clean after you just cleaned it, that kills the motivation. That oh, yeah. kills any chance of it, of you being like, I'm going to clean this again, even though I just cleaned it and it somehow got dirty without my doing it. I think that's the big Yeah, I think, issue. and I yeah. think that's what happens when you live with people. Yeah. Um, that, There's got to be a solution then. I I just, so. I, we'll just keep working on it. I'm but holding a, out. But let, let's take it in a broader circumstance. All of, all of the things that you, quote, want to do. The improvements. You know, I don't know what it is in human beings, but we constantly want to improve stuff. And I think it's super fun. Well, it is super fun. Yeah. And it's, it's, we just can't, we can't just look at something and, and then enjoy it for very long without thinking about how to do it better. Other than those things that you are just, that are at the peak of your passion. Like for me, I can do my dance classes the way that I do them right now for the rest of my life and be really happy with it. <laughs> you know, maybe someday I'll want to put some new songs in. Actually, See, I, that's I, my problem with those classes is that I need new songs to keep it fresh for me, but I don't like coming up with new songs. So that was kind of like the roadblock for me ah, on those. Yeah. I actually, I like coming up with new songs. Um, what I've found from my students is that they in particularly the students that I teach during the day, um, they really like the familiarity of doing the same songs month after month with just one or two new ones every once in a while. Yeah. But to like to come in and do three or five new songs in a class, they would be so uncomfortable mm. and we wouldn't enjoy it as much. So I, I have a, a little bit of that pressure is taken off of me because if I am doing a song in my class, it's because I really like it. Mm. And when I really like it, well, you know, from my ability to watch the Downton Abbey seasons, like I think I'm on my 20th round now or something. Um, I, I don't get bored with those things that I really, really, really like, but I haven't figured out a way to really, really, really like doing the dishes. I really, really, really like cooking and coming up with new recipes and new ways to do things, you know, testing out my wonder bag, all of those things. But we've talked about the process before that it's figuring out the, the why you're doing something i guess it's what you said a while ago why what's the what's the goal in in doing something that's why i i don't make my bed i haven't made it in my whole adult life except for while the house was for sale and then i made it on those times and you know i would walk in i'd go oh, that looks really nice don't care don't care as soon as the house was sold and we knew that we got to stay here and rent from the new owner um stop making my bed Hmm. And I don't feel bad that it's not made. It's made, you know, it's, I can get in it at night and cover myself up and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't make my bed either. I yeah. do not care. Like, yeah. that is like beyond, that's so weird. It's like, yeah, just, okay, well, here's another thought I've been having. I'm going to kind of change the subject, but not really, which is that it's so old to me now to not be able to, make the changes in my life that I want to make. Like, it's just so old. Like, whenever I don't do something that is living up to my idea of the person that I want to be, I'm just, like, exhausted by it. I'm like, oh, God, no, 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 no. Like, no, this is not how you're going to do things. You're just, like, you, you're you not going to do it anymore. For example, uh, this whole my going to sleep thing. Like I just keep going back for that. Maybe I'll go to sleep early. Maybe I won't. And it's just so old to me. I'm like, this is just so exhausting to just not have this figured out yet. Pick one, just go to sleep whenever you want or go to sleep late or just stick to going to bed early or do none of that, but just stop thinking about it. Me and Sunjan, my brother, 
your other son, we always talk about how you either need to do something about your problems or get over it. If you're not going to do one of those two things, you're just going to bounce back and forth in between those. That's just a recipe for annoying yourself and everybody around. Everybody that you talk to about it, because everybody that you're talking to about it, you know, the first 10 or 20 times, they're probably pretty supportive and stuff. 21? No. Or somewhere. Everybody's got their own limit. You got to stop. (laughs) Yeah, actually, um, that is... That concept has what has been helping me recently with the areas of my life that I want to change. Um, And it's that, in fact, I have it now when my alarm goes off, it's what it shows on my phone. And that is no better, do better. Okay, You, you do the best you can with what you know. When you know better, you should do better. Logically speaking, I mean, that that's that would seem to be the way to do it. If you don't know any better, of course, you can't do better. You might accidentally run into a better way of doing something. But for instance, for me, um, the way I eat. When I when I didn't know better, I ate what I thought was nutritiously. Um, I was I've, I've been trying to do self-help, you know, physical stuff, not necessarily losing weight, but being in good health so that I can enjoy my life for many years until the last five or six. I was it was an uphill battle because I wasn't doing the right stuff. I wasn't doing the things that made my body feel better. Now that I know that I I will backslide or whatever you want to call it occasionally. But more recently, when I start to I that whole that that's that statement no better do better comes hits me in the face like a like a, a brick going you know better and you know what's going to happen and it's going to happen quickly like you're going to eat that sugar or you're going to eat that dairy and in a couple hours you are not going to be able to do the things that you wanted to do you're not going to feel good doing them if you even if you can do them um so it's starting to help me to keep that in mind. I don't know what part of my brain's being activated, but some part of my brain is going, oh, I've made a decision. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's that I've made a decision. Um, and the, the reward center kicks in and goes, oh, good girl. You made a decision and you made a decision to do better. Um, and that, that's been enough for the last couple of weeks to keep me on a much much more level playing field towards the goals that I'm constantly setting for myself. Well, there was a conversation <laughs> killer. <laughs> no, I, I got distracted by that text that just came out. It was actually Diane saying that there's a sale at REI right now. I don't need anything, so I don't need it. Okay, um, perhaps you should turn your notifications off. Yeah, I didn't know that that... The, <laughs> The no better, do better thing, I think um, there's another corollary you can make, which is no better and, or no, if you know better and you want to not do better, be conscious of the fact that you're not doing better. It's kind of like the telling the truth thing. Yeah. Like um, last night, me and Brendan were hanging out and I wanted salty stuff to eat. And I was like, well, I'm going to eat chips and chips are not a healthy thing to eat. But I, was, I made the decision. I was like, I'm going to eat chips. And it's just like, it doesn't matter. Like, I made the decision. I know what the consequences are. I'm going to live with those consequences. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, you can definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, oh, why did I do that? What was I thinking? Blah, blah, blah. Those are the, that's where I think the regret and frustration lies is when you make decisions that you didn't want to make, but and you just rationalize them. If you're going to make a decision you don't want to make, at least say, nope, I'm just going to make this decision then. Yeah. And it'll and be then, a decision I want to make and I'm not going to rationalize it. And you're not going to complain afterwards. Right. Um, you can decide afterwards that it might not have been worth it. Or you can say, you know, I feel really bad right now, but that was worth it. The camaraderie that Brendan and I shared. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that, that shared experience is worth how I feel today. I'll keep it in the back of my mind. The next time I decide I want to do it, maybe maybe my brain will remember this and go, was it really worth it? And I can make a new decision or I can make the same decision again. But I think you're right. right. I think you're absolutely right is that you've got to tell the truth to yourself. Yeah. And then the, the next corollary that goes with it is afterwards, when you're trying to rationalize it and you haven't accepted that you did it, 
we all tend to recruit others to help us in that process Ah. by complaining. Okay. So either that person will understand or be on your side. You recruit them to your side. Like, Oh, I made this stupid decision. Um, I'm feeling really badly and they'll, and they'll go, Oh yeah, I've done it too. Don't feel so bad. We all do it. They kind of help you get through that rationalization. Mm -hmm. Or if you're really lucky, it'll be someone that goes, you know, I've heard you say this a million times. When are you going to stop saying it? Um, or whatever. But that's, I think that's the, that connection with the other person is what people get out of complaining mm. and uh, about their own decisions or other things that are happening. But particularly with their own decisions, they're looking for someone to help them feel better that they made themselves feel bad. That is so true, isn't it? Yeah. You're just like, oh, this mistake that I made was, wasn't so bad, right? 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 Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. Man. I had a thought about that. Uh... Well, someone might go back in our old podcasts and and remind us that I often say, you know, yeah, eventually you got to forgive yourself. You can't just like beat yourself up. That's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. But there is a little bit of part of your reward center in your brain is the same place where you have shame and guilt and pride. So when you when you have those guilt feelings or, or you're regretting and you're beating yourself up, you're getting a little bit of reward out of it. But if you can recruit somebody else to help mm. you with that, it, it really gives you the reward. You don't have to feel guilty. Somebody has absolved you of it and then you can move on, which is not a horrible way to do things. But after a while for yourself and others, you get to where you are with your sleeping thing. I am so it's so old. It's I'm so yeah, over it. I think that's just the kind of the conclusion I made right now. I haven't decided w- what I'm going to do about my sleeping thing. I'm just going to stop talking about it because it's just like th- there's no point in talking about it anymore. I made a New Year's resolution like three years in a row to go to bed early. I tried multiple times. I've talked about it on this podcast. And just now it's like, okay, it's the it, move on move on move on it's kind of yeah. like a bad relationship it's like you think you can make it work can't make it work think you can make it work can't make it work and then eventually you just have to be like look we may or may not be able to make this work but we're both gonna have to move on because this is not we just can't figure it out one way or the other so the only thing we can do is just it's like it's like dropping everything in the middle of a meal and just leaving the house and never coming back to that meal again. Sometimes I feel like that's what you have to do with certain thing, aspects of your life. Just to get on with the rest of your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it starts consuming so much of your time and energy yeah. that that you're not really living what's happening with you right then. And then it gets to be a really lonely experience. Um even if you're around a lot of people, when you're not living what you're involved in, you're not experiencing that, then then you're missing stuff and it feels, it feels bad. Yeah. But I think like for your sleep thing, and I know you've made the decision, um, but you've also set your life up to allow that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have any early morning classes. To my knowledge, you don't usually make early morning appointments for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the occasion when you need to get up early, then you can go to bed early. Mm-hmm. Um and you won't have to, you won't have, you've set your life up to be able to make the decision that you've just made. Right. Um, if you hadn't set your life up that way, making that decision wouldn't be possible right now. Mm-hmm. If you had to get up and go to the studio every morning at seven o'clock, which nobody does, but yeah. um, let's say you did. I'd be in your, pain. You'd be in pain day. and your health would suffer and eventually yeah. you couldn't do either one. Yeah. So uh, it's easy, not it's easy. It's difficult to make that decision to make the decision and then just stop talking about it one way or another. And your decision now is to just stop talking about it. But if your life situation doesn't support that, and and the reason I'm saying this is because I think it would be really helpful for the people that are listening that if they've got a situation like that, that they're going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and then to just decide, I can't make a decision, I'm moving on. That's an, that's a decision, but the life circumstances around it have to allow you to move on. If you're doing something that's not healthy, that's going to hurt you. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. You can't just make a decision to move on. So let's say sugar. I'm going to use that because it's a poison. We all eat way too much of it. Well, you don't. 
I don't anymore. Um, but when I do, I suffer the consequences. But anyone who says, well, I can't decide whether to stop eating sugar or not, so I'm just going to move on and do whatever I want. Yeah, that might work, except for that they're still poisoning their body. Mm-hmm. And they, if, if their real goal is to feel good a majority of their days, then that's not a decision they can just decide not to make. That's true. Yeah, I guess it's you got to know which, what's most important, like priorities. Like is you, if your priority is to feel good, those are mutually exclusive decisions. Yeah. You can't decide to eat sugar and feel good. Unless you're like some sort of like mind over matter Buddha monk who yeah. can do that, which more power to you if you can, because sugar is pretty delicious. <laughs> yeah. Wish I could. Wish I could. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and okay. we'll be right back. But for you guys, it'll be instantaneous. So the other thing I've been thinking about lately is that everything that is everything is arbitrary. For instance, if I started walking outside with my pants around my ankles and people were laughing at me. (laughs) First of all, I can completely understand why you're laughing. It's funny. (laughs) Because you're laughing just talking about it. But second of all, um, the fact that that's funny, that's a bad example because I think that's universal. <laughs> no, it's not because you know what went through my mind? It's like, surely someone would go, something's wrong with Robbie. What's wrong with him? <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, perfect example. Okay. Um, context is king. And like, that's a completely arbitrary thing to laugh at. Like, for that to be funny, it could just as easily be a universe where if you have your pants around your ankles, it's a very threatening thing. And, like, that means that you're about to pull out a battle axe and start fighting because that's the signal of war or something, you know. Or, like, um, this is the big one that I know about because I personally lived with it and I see people live with it every day. It's just this embarrassment about dancing and and moving. It's just so... That's another thing that's really exhausting and old to me is to have hangups. Like I'm so tired of any hangups I have. It's like, oh yeah, I can't, can't go dance in public because oh yeah, people. Are, I don't have that one anymore. But just that type of well, thing. Well, for those who have not listened to all 29 episodes, might not have heard the story of your dancing life. Can you briefly give that? Yeah, very briefly. I was embarrassed to dance until I was 22 years old. Finally, I got over it because of this leadership conference, and they were just like, just like. At the end of it, I was like, wait a minute, why am I embarrassed about dancing? Like, what on earth is there to be embarrassed about? And I started dancing ever since then. And actually made it my living for a little while. Um, the, But the point is, is that people are embarrassed to dance. But it's so much fun. Like, that's, it's kind of funny because there's things that are universal and not universal. And I feel like dancing is... I'm kind of like contradicting myself by saying dancing is universally fun, yeah. but it doesn't have to be universally embarrassing. You know? Yes, I, I think that's right. And, and I do think that movement in general, the joy of moving as human beings is universal. Yeah, it's just kind of like you can't escape what species you are. We you are. can't expace, escape your beingness of yeah. being a human. Because almost all babies whose brains are properly formed and who are getting well nourished when there is music playing they will move yeah no even even newborns when they hear music they move to the music and somewhere along the line we've been taught to be embarrassed maybe somebody's made fun of you or your particular culture or religion tells you that it's bad to do it or you know, you fell down and everybody laughed or, you know, who knows what. But I do think that you're right. That that hang up of about anything There's is, no is need purely to have arbitrary about anything. Yeah. It's purely arbitrary. Um, and the and the reason that I can that you can everybody could get a, an exact example of it right at any moment. And and we've seen this in 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 that leadership conference and others that if you take a magic marker Okay, it's a marker. But if you give it to a child, it's a spaceship. <laughs> it's a baton. It's 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 a sucker to chew on if they're little enough. It's it's a million things. Um and if somebody didn't know about taking the lid off, they wouldn't have a clue what it is. It doesn't mark with the lid on. Yeah. Um so they'd have to try to figure out what what it is and yes there's an agreed upon definition but it doesn't have to be that 
Um, you know, your computer could be a paperweight just as easily as a computer. This is true. So the same thing is true with our, quote, norms, our, our mores, our, our ways of what we do, how we, how we move through space in the world and be a human being. It's all arbitrary. It's what you've learned. Okay, so in that regard, or uh, to add on to that, our behavior every day is totally whatever we want it to be at any given moment. So, like, just think about your interactions with every person at any given time. Like, when somebody comes into your environment, into your world, basically, and you can interact with them, just right from the first word, how is it that you interact with them? You know? Like, because... Like, say when you go talk to a cashier, you could just do the normal, hello, and then give them their thing, say thank you, that's it. Or you could treat them like you've known them your whole life, and you could be like, oh, hey, how's it going? I, I just got a new video game. I can't wait to play this. Or whatever it happens to be, right? Here's an example from yesterday. Yesterday, I went to Chipotle. I go to Chipotle all the time. Like, the everybody knows that <laughs> someday chipotle is going to call you and sponsor that's everything my, you that's do. my dream that's how i know i've made it is once <laughs> they've sponsored me i went to this one that i went to just last week and i i always do online ordering so i order ahead and then they were taking a long time to make the steak so they were like it's gonna be a couple minutes so i waited there for like 10 minutes and i'm just sitting there and i talked with them a little bit and they gave me a buy one get one free coupon last night i went there again i used a buy one get one free coupon and then I cashed out, and then I was, I was like, oh, wait, can I also get some chips and guacamole? And he goes, sure. And then after we're done, I tried to pay him. He goes, oh, you already paid for that. And I go, are you sure? And he goes, yeah, you used to buy one, get one free coupon. And he's looking at me, and I was like, okay, thank you. But it was just like I went up to him, and I just treated him like I – well, I did know him because I had met him last week. But I didn't make it like one of those things like I always did in the past. Like, okay, this person I don't know, I will just – put on this facade of this is a person who I'm interacting with instead of just being like, how about you just interact with them how you interact with all your friends? Just treat them exactly the same way that you would. Like maybe you wouldn't make as many dumb jokes that you wouldn't tell a stranger. <laughs> but, <laughs> or, or things they might not know the basis for yeah, the joke. Yeah. yeah, so they'd just be like, well, this guy's really weird. But even if they were like, this guy's really weird, it's completely arbitrary. But anyways, the whole point of what I'm saying is that it opens up opportunities to have the experience that you want to have. When you act the way that you want to act, you will get the experiences that you want to get. As opposed to just like, oh, I'm going to act how I think I should act in this situation. And then you just get some random experience that you don't really, you have no idea if you want it or not, you know? Well, and I think it goes back to what we just said just a little while ago. When you, when you interact with a new person or even a person you've known for a long time, but you don't react in the way that is you. And it's a very hollow, empty, lonely experience because even if they respond to it, it's not you. Yeah, it's just some it's some, actor. Yeah, it's some character that you made up. So they're reacting with that character, but they're not actually reacting with you. And and we've said from the very beginning, we you know, what our quote life purposes are. My mine is is to connect with people so that I can I try to make every every interaction to the best I can a real interaction you know I will I'll let my guard down I'll be the first you hurt me okay well too bad you know I move on um, but try to really be myself in all my interactions that way even if they don't respond to me, then I know, okay, well, I, I didn't make that great of a connection or I made a connection, but they weren't willing to, to let me see them. But at least I feel like I am, I'm not lonely. I am, I am connecting with other people because I'm letting them see me. Mm -hmm. um, what's the worst that could happen? Okay, so with what's the worst that could happen, the other thing I realized, I was teaching a class the other day and it suddenly popped into my mind while I was teaching the class. That's another sign that I need new songs is when the songs become so easy that I'm thinking about philosophical stuff while, while I'm teaching. teaching. <laughs> like that's way too much extra or empty brain processes that I can have time to do that. But I was thinking and it suddenly occurred to me, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Think about the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you. 
or whatever you thought was embarrassing. Guess what? It's not actually embarrassing and it doesn't matter. Like th- I could think of like a million embarrassing things that I've done or thought or think or feel that I could tell to somebody now and I'd just be like, I, I dare you. I dare you to tell me what you think about that and see what my reaction is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Like you could have any, especially if they're like things that like go against social mores, like, oh yeah, like. I can think of ones that I don't really want to mention, just which is funny because like I, I'm just not I don't want to offend anybody. Like I I don't care. Okay. What... Well, I have an example. Okay. Good. That'll good, that'll good. that'll take the pressure off of yeah. you. Um, and it's actually one that um, I took I took the gyro t- uh, tonics class with Meg. Oh, great one. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it is a good one because she we're in our very first class we're teaching whatever and she farted, and then she said, "Oops, you know, well, gotta love me." you know, kind of just moved on. She wasn't embarrassed at all. And we were talking about it afterwards. And she said, you know, you can be embarrassed about anything you want to be embarrassed about. Or you can go, oh, that's a bodily function. Sorry, we all do it. Didn't mean to. I'm not doing it on purpose. Um, and and move on. And okay. I think... Well, then I do want to... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, because I do want to take it to the next level. Right. If you have thoughts that... Are people would call socially wrong. Okay, let's use one that let's go real extreme. Okay. okay. If you have incestual thoughts, okay, that is something that, like, yeah, in on the whole, that's probably well, I don't even want to say it's good or bad because it's just that's what it is. That's my whole point. Is that anything that exists in this universe, like you can choose whether you want it in your life or not. Like killing and stuff. Oh, let's use killing. That's a little for some reason that's less terrible than incest i don't know why <laughs> but in our society killing is like it feels like it's like, probably because it's shown on tv all the time okay killing people there are people who have murderous desires they want to kill people like that is in their experience existence all this stuff that doesn't mean they have to like it but the fact is that they want to kill people. They should have no reason to be embarrassed about it or to be like, this is like, I, I don't want to tell anybody about this. Because then you you make it stronger by hiding it. If it's something, especially if it's something you don't like about yourself, you have to bring it to the front and acknowledge it openly and honestly. It's like, holy crap, I have a desire to physically kill people. I don't like that about myself, but... It's there. It's there. Like the the truth it's is, it's a that whole it's lot there. easier to control when you're not stuffing it down. It's like a volcano. Um, the pressure builds and builds and builds until it finally pops out. But I think you're right, um, and people may disagree with it. But most of us have less extreme things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that being honest, and and it doesn't mean you have to be honest with everybody. But it, but you do have to be honest with yourself, and for me at least, my experience is that if I have one or two trusted people that I can tell my deepest, darkest secrets to mm-hmm. with full trust that they're not going to judge me for it, that they're not going to abandon me for it, they're not going to um, hurt me in any way. They're just going to accept that I have that, either I have that past experience that I've shared with them, or I have thoughts that I've shared with them that are parts of me that I don't like, that they're not going to use it against me later. It it becomes so much easier to carry that burden and not act out on it. Um, I don't... That, see, this is not exactly what I'm trying to say, though. Okay. What I'm trying to say is it doesn't matter. Like, whatever... I mean, it does matter, especially if it's like something killing. You probably don't want that to actually happen. Exactly. Some things, if you don't like them about yourself, you don't want them to happen. Right. But what I'm saying is there's the thought that that is... I shouldn't have used such an extreme example. I'm trying to think of a less extreme example. Just like, I don't know. Okay, so say you get caught masturbating, okay? So say you're in your room, somebody walks in on you, catches you masturbating. What, why would you be embarrassed by that? Do you know what I mean? Like, who cares? It's so, first of all, 
you're probably enjoying it for one thing. You're like, well, I was enjoying that until somebody walked in. Um, but the other thing is like, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Well, uh, and I think that as time goes by, the whole that whole concept that we that 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 should be embarrassing. Um, as a society, we've decided that it's that it's private. Right. Okay. Not that it's embarrassing. Not that it's wrong. But that it's no. Pri- I think in no. And I think there's a lot of people that still say it's wrong. But I would say that that the that the tide is tending to oh, the yeah, other yeah, way okay, yeah. because like when I was a child, uh, young and I would see parents dealing with, with kids that were touching themselves, it was like, stop doing that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Now, when I see young mothers or fathers with children and, you know, because it starts really early, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, a toddler finds out he's a boy, he's got a penis. He's, he's pretty darn happy about it. <laughs> um, but, but parents that understand that that's a perfectly natural thing to do won't make their kids feel bad about it. Instead, they will like, okay, well, that's, you know, while you're little, I can't do anything about it. As you get older, I will tell you that that's a private thing. You just mm-hmm. need to find your own private space for that. Um, that's not something we do in the living room while we're watching TV. <laughs> 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 or in church, you know, or whatever. Right, yeah. Um, but uh, it... Any of the things that human beings do, depending on what, you know, how well nourished their brain is, things, you you might not have those murderous feelings if you were healthy. Right. You might not have, you know, the incestuous feelings if you were healthy. Right. Um, it's, but it, the fact that they exist is just a fact. Yeah. That, I think that's what I'm trying to get. It's just, let's just, let's acknowledge that that is real. And that it's there, and that is fact, and it exists. Yeah. Doesn't mean you don't have to change it. In fact, quite the opposite. It's like once you know that it's there, that's the easiest. No better, do better. Yeah, that's when you can actually make yeah. a change. But let's but let's talk about why people are so hesitant to acknowledge the the their darker sides, their darker thoughts. Mm-hmm. Their um, and I. I personally think that everything that we're embarrassed about or that we think is wrong or that we can't do for one reason or another at its extreme is a fear of death. Yeah. I, I really believe that. So like I, you, you say, oh, I'm so embarrassed I got caught masturbating. And well, well what's wrong with that? Well, somebody saw me doing it. Well, what's going to happen? You know, eventually it's like, well, then they're going to think I'm a bad person. Okay, well, what happens if they think you're a bad person? Well, then they won't be around me. Well, what happens if they don't want to be around me? Well, they might tell other people that nobody wants to be around me. Blah, blah, blah. It keeps going until you go, well, then nobody wants to be around me and I'm going to die. (laughs) (laughs) And it is, I don't care how big of a loner you are. Human beings are social Mm-hmm. We have a limbic system that is not complete without someone on the other side right. to complete that loop. So the fear of death is what it underlies all of our embarrassment, our judgment on ourselves or other people is that that we kind of have this idea, because we're taught, that we have to come up with a set rules, That's what religions are all about. Here are the rules how to live the proper life instead of understanding that we, that there's a myriad of ways to live your life and that each of us by whatever, you know, whatever you believe in, have the right to design it in our own way Mm -hmm. and that we don't have to be embarrassed about any of it. We don't have to force ourselves not to, we can choose to, to examine ourselves and go, oh, yeah, you know, I, I don't really like the way that I behave. See, yeah. my thing is, is like, I've read some articles that say embarrassment is a part of societal function and like gossiping about people is a part of societal function. I think that might have been true before our language and rationality abilities had developed to where they're at now. But to where they're at now, it's like, if you are still needing like embarrassment to know what's right and wrong, for yourself or if you need gossip to stay in like in touch with other people then i feel like it's you you're not taking full advantage of your capacities as a human because you can overcome all of those things very easily and you can decide 
without having to feel shame, whether that's something you wanted to do or not. You're like, yeah. oh, that's, I don't feel good about that. Yeah, I don't enjoy I'm not going to do that. Yeah. yeah, it's the one thing that we are not taught in our schools. Um, and if we don't get it from our parents, somewhere along the line, we have to pick it up. But that is that ability to feel inside what you really think about something. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'll put it in physical terms first but like I teach a class of um, older students and we talk about body positioning and breathing and stretching and strengthening but so many of them when we first started could not even feel where their own body is like I'd go okay so get your shoulders level and you know they'd all kind of move around but the shoulders are still one higher than the other even looking in a mirror they go oh gosh that's still crooked oh let me fix that nope still crooked like they didn't have an inner body awareness but Mm -hmm. i think the same is true with our awareness of ourself what we really feel and think about the experiences we're having for one thing we're so busy looking forward or looking back that we we no one's ever told us that like pay attention to what's happening to your body right now like as you and I are sitting here um you know we're we're adjusting our bodies to get more comfortable we're thinking about what we're talking about but at the same time we're experiencing this moment this connection that you and I have you know mother son man woman human being human being whatever the relationship is at any given moment we're experiencing it right now Um, The fact that we're talking about it at this second, for me, has intensified the connection that we have. We don't learn that as we grow up in our society. I think some other societies do. There's more. Presumably. I I can't name any. Um, I've read about others that are a little slower, not so much living in the past or living in the future. Instead, they're when they sit down to have you know dinner they really are right there communicating with each other or telling about their day or talking about big ideas whatever they're doing um, even if they're just gossiping but while they're there they are enjoying that moment they're tasting the food they're tasting the wine or whatever they're having it is not um it's not normal here for us and and probably for most people But if you watch children, whatever they're doing, until they're taught differently, they are right there doing that. um, I watch Everett. He's my three-year-old grandson, for those who don't know. Um, But whatever whatever we do, he will do it a thousand times before he gets bored. And he's not thinking about the movie that he wants to watch later. He's not thinking about the fact that I wouldn't let him have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich earlier. (laughs) He's not thinking about any of that. He is thinking about that train going all the way around the tracks and coming back to the coal bin, putting some coal in it, going around again, coming back, putting some coal in it until, until he's had enough of that experience. But he is in that moment every time. And that's something that I think adults lose as we go go along. That is the thing that I think would help us learn that everything is really arbitrary. It's what's happening at this moment, being present. And that's what meditation's about. It's what yoga's about. But there's no reason why you have to be sitting still watching your breath in order to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. You can be in the moment at any moment. Well, it's just that classic example that I talked about where I was late for work one time and I was on the subway. So once I was on the subway, there was nothing I could do about it, being late to work. But I was still worrying about being late to work. But for that next 20 minutes, there was literally nothing I could do but just sit there and sit on the subway. So I could have just, in that those 20, 30 minutes, I could have made the best use of that time and been like, oh, this is a good time to be alive. Instead, I spent it worrying about being late, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big... Uh, like tightrope that you got to walk as a human is being able to plan for the future because of course you got to plan for the future but to be able to be in the moment that you're in now and to make mistakes but to get over them and be in the moment that you're in now and focus because that's where your best work gets done is when you're in the moment okay to close out i want to talk about one thing real quick which is that i'm going to give you a sentence and then i want you to give me your thoughts on it 
we spend too much time talking about doing things and not enough time doing things. Ah. Well, my thoughts on that is that I have a sentence that I think is much more accurate. Okay. I think that we spend too much time talking about or doing things and not enough time being a human being. Okay. I, I re- for me, that's, that's part of my goal. My goal in life, I think my purpose is with the things that I am passionate about to connect with as many people as I can and have real meaningful connections. You know, that means that maybe it's not that many people. Mm-hmm. that I have real meaningful connections with. But talking about it, what I'm going to do, or even the doing of things is, for me, is kind of meaningless. Mm-hmm. You know, doing something, even if it's the stuff that I I love, it's not the actual doing of it that, that I enjoy. It's the sharing of it that I enjoy. Mm, like I can see that mm-hmm. like for my uh, well everybody knows I love to cook I'm always trying to figure out a new way to do it and more healthful things to do but while I I kind of I do enjoy like cutting stuff up I, I enjoy putting it in the pan and seeing how it looks when it's done but the real joy I get of it is that I get to nourish somebody else with that food mm. and I know that when I offer them the food that I've made I know that there is as much love and real food nutrition in it as I possibly can. That's what I get out of it. When I dance, I do enjoy dancing by myself occasionally, but not nearly like I enjoy dancing with people, especially people who are shy about dancing. Hmm. When I can get someone who doesn't want to move because they're embarrassed to finally move, even just a little bit, I feel like... I've connected with them on some really deep base level. Mm. So sorry that I didn't really. No, no, it's okay. I I just don't think it, it doesn't apply to me. Yeah, no, I think that might be a difference in personality, but let me give you the specific example I'm thinking of. I get so much satisfaction out of creating things and actually getting in the mud and doing it. Here's a good example. So, when we make adventure archive stuff, so we have a group chat where we talk about things we can do. That group chat, I, I don't like it at all because it's just us talking about doing things. It's not somebody like it'd be it'd be one thing if we said, okay, let's do this, and then somebody was like, I'm gonna do that right now. Five minutes, I'll report back after I'm done, and you guys can see what I did. Instead, it's just all just us talking. Oh, we should do this. We should do that. We should do this. Maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do that. It drives me crazy. So like lots of times I'll just stop responding because what happens is, is like, instead of being constructive and be like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm just like, why don't, why don't somebody just do the work? <laughs> why, why don't you guys just stop talking about it and go do something? And the, it's funny because connecting with those guys, if that we turn that chat into entirely, because we occasionally talk about this type of stuff, but if we turn that specific chat into just talking about video games or about random funny links we see, I would enjoy that so much more because I like connecting with them on that level. When we're talking about creating things, the way I like connecting with them on that level is to actually create things together like in the same room, let's, oh, let's do this, let's do that, go out filming, let's film this, whatever. I don't, like talking about things that we could be doing it's just like dreaming basically i don't like dreaming anymore i I like making the dream it's like dreaming is just so it's i don't want to say childish because i don't want to put it down like you should absolutely dream and be like oh yeah i want to do this i want to do this but without follow-through it's just talk and i'm not trying to see here's the thing the things that i get mad about or like get really worked up over it's basically getting worked up at myself because i hate it when i just talk about doing things but i don't actually make them happen yeah um well i'll say two things about that one i i agree with you completely on that that part of it i do the same thing how many ideas have i come up with to you know how to market the studio but i don't follow through on them because i don't actually like doing those things yeah um so I recently that, oh, the studio is a perfect example too. Yeah. I hate talking about anything we can do for the studio unless one of us is like, I'm about to go do this. Yeah. Here, here's what I'm doing today. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. On the other hand, maybe it's just me, 
but I will, I think I will shrivel up if I can't let my brain think of all the possibilities and then choose a good one. Oh, see, I hate that too. I, think I, I love brainstorming, even if... Even well, actually, if, no, brainstorming is good, but I think too much choice without making a decision is paralyzing. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to have, I do actually have a method for the things I'm going to, that I actually want to figure out something to do that when I follow through with it works really well for me. Like I will put down every single idea and then I will go through them quickly. Like I get three seconds to decide, is that a true possibility? No. (laughs) Even if I'm just doing it mentally, like I'm never going to do that. Um, I have, I have ideas that I can do and I go, well, I might be able to do that. I might be able to do that if I have somebody's help. I might be able to find somebody to do this one. That's that's the method that I go through. So I don't think that I will ever get to the point where you are, which is I don't want to dream. I, you know, I don't want to come up with a lot of choices. But I also don't want to get overwhelmed either. No, I don't want to. I love coming up with new ideas and oh, okay. coming up with choices. But I didn't think that sounded let me like you. But re-explain. <laughs> I just mean without following Follow through. through. Like it's okay if you come up with a million different ideas, but you either need a, a if you're not going to follow through, abandon it, abandon it as quickly as possible. That that's my thing. Like there was, I was going to do like this complete playthrough of this game on super Nintendo. And then I just, I haven't done it for like two or three weeks. And then just yesterday or the day before I finally decided, I was like, no, I'm giving up on that because I don't really want to do it. I don't really like the satisfaction. There's a lot of different reasons for it, but basically I just gave up on it. And, um, I think that's much more, not productive it's much more mentally healthy to just give up on it because then your brain is not constantly thinking about it all the time yeah but i think it does help to just follow through with at least one project and finish it to prove to yourself oh yeah i can come up with ideas and then actually follow through i think that's what the vlog has done for you oh for sure that is your you know that's a that's something you decided you want to do and you did it i think this podcast for us Mm -hmm. um i think this is the first time we've gotten two weeks behind yeah since we started which is really good for us because there's so many you know we're being pulled in a lot of different directions by ourselves mostly but still being pulled in a lot of directions the fact that we're on episode 30 and this is probably 31 weeks or 32 weeks since we started. 34, I think. And 34, yeah. but we've managed to really stick with it. It gives me a great sense of accomplishment. And it's a it's a in-the-moment, present connection with my son that, that I really enjoy more than I can probably express. So I, I think you're right. I think you have to have some things that you follow through. On a regular basis, you have to accomplish things. Human beings like to accomplish things. And, you know, I think you kind of have to make your own accomplishments these days. Yeah. Because for the majority of human history, our accomplishment was surviving. <laughs> so it was like, I found food today. <laughs> I, grew, I grew food today. All those different things. And now that's kind of, you can take that for granted. I'm going to survive for today. So you kind of have to make your own accomplishments. Yeah, I think that's true. I feel like. I think it's true. And you and the joy I think is that we have so many possibilities of what our accomplishments yeah, can yeah. be. Like right now, um you know, I have my my goals for the studio, and they're not that big. I just have some goals for the studio. But I also have goals in my personal life, one of which is to plant my garden this year, mm-hmm. which I didn't do last year because I didn't know if we were going to stay and I got busy and just didn't do it. Um, this year I'm already thinking about what I'm going to plant, where I'm going to plant it, what I need to do to get the soil ready, all of those things. Um, but I'm trying to be really simple about it, but I can't wait to get started on it. Um, this weekend is going to be my weekend. To is it start. spring now? It's just about spring, March something. Because it's like or warm it outside and I was like, that's, no, no, that's, this is weird weather. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Yeah, no, it should not be this warm. Okay, well, I was wondering about that. Okay, I think we should wrap it up. Um, do you have any closing thoughts? I don't have any closing thoughts other than, seriously, if you guys have ideas for a good title <laughs> for oh, this yeah. podcast, mm-hmm. I'd really like to get some We've got some, some ones. Militant happiness. Uh, happy no matter what. Radical happiness. Radical happiness how to live a better life that, life that's on like purpose. good for search engine optimization yeah uh intentional I living i don't, I don't know. know it's like 
it can be corny. Like it doesn't have to be cool because we love corny. Yeah, no platitudes and living a good life. It's going to sound corny to people who aren't interested in that. Yeah. <laughs> like the people who are more interested in being cool than being happy, like in, no matter what you say, it's going to be like either deemed unrealistic or uncool or corny. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So if it's, um, poppy seeds and blueberry muffins or something. <laughs> okay. Um, that does it for episode number 30. Thank you for listening. Bye.